Live from Las Vegas, broadcasting around the world. You're listening to Up is Higher Than Down with L.A. Walker. A podcast filled with raw and unfiltered conversations on how to give life's challenges the finger. Truth is your passport to emotional freedom. Give an eviction notice to negativity. Dump yesterday's garbage. Learn how to be positive, energized, healthy, and alive during these insanely unpredictable times. Look up, get up, stay up, then help somebody else to get up. Remember, any part of up is higher than down. Broadcasting hope to the world. This is L.A. Walker. Everybody, take a deep breath. It is almost over. You know, I did not realize how deeply I had been negatively impacted by this administration until I got a text from my friend that says, Have you seen CNN? Are you watching now? And I text back, No, do it. I went on to CNN just in time to hear Van Jones speak and cry out of his heart. And when he did that, because I had already been crying the first of the morning when they announced that Biden had uh, won the election. And when he, I watched him and I listened to him, every tear he shed, I shed. Every time he sighed, I sighed. Every time I heard him go like that, I did the same thing because you know what? It has been such a damn struggle to look up, get up, and stay up these past four years because all I have felt is bullied. I mean, we have been threatened and bullied almost every week. It has been a very stressful time. They're going to threaten to take away Social Security, threaten to take away Medicare, threaten to take away the Affordable Care Act, uh, threatening to take away LGBTQ rights, threatening, 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 bully, 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 bully. My God, how did we survive? And so uh, a solo act of bullying, oh, that's not enough. So now we have to empower other bullies to bully. Oh my gosh, we've got citizens in America, United States, walking around with weapons. Oh no, not guns. No, not hunting rifles. Don't give me that. Because if you've got a semi-automatic or an automatic uh, operation in your hands, that is a weapon. And don't tell me you're going hunting, because if you shoot 40 rounds into a deer, unless you're going to make bone soup and broth from it, you're not going to have anything to eat. These people are walking around, standing around, holding weapons, like, hey, guys, listen, you're the enemy. Nobody wants to fight you. Do you see that no one else is walking around like that but you? Bullies. Bullies, bullies, bullies. You know, years ago, uh, while living in Florida, our household, we had a, a Doberman Rottweiler mix, and we had a cat. And they played together like brother and sisters or husband and wife. The cat would take a bath, and the dog would stand, paws rested on the sink, and watch the cat take a bath in total amazement. And as we got to the end of bathing the cat, fear overcame the dog and the dog would take off. And then, of course, we had to chase the dog to give him a bath. Well, you know what? When bullying reached its peak for most of us, when we saw those innocent children in cages being unattended and separated 
from their parents. In living in Swallow, we realized, hey, you know what? That could be us. That could be us. And for every black American in this country, seeing that visual, our history says we've been here before. Look up, get up, stay up. (laughs) This past four years, and especially the last seven months, we've been fortunate to peek up, just to take a little peek. I have in my surroundings some of the most positive people I know, but they all started cracking. Everybody has begun to show signs of stress. We have been living in unprecedented hell in America. So with me today to help us have some words to hold on to, to help us look up, to get up and to stay up, is my friend, Alfonso Hessel. Alfonso is a Marine veteran and has been a sales manager and director for many, many companies. He's also the husband to Martin Cooper, stage name Coco Montrese, and I'm sure you know that name from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 5. Alfonso, I'm so happy to have you with me today. How are you? L.A., thank you for calling. Thank you for including me. And talking about, you know, looking up, getting up, and stay up. When I heard that, I was like, we, we all need that. We, we, can't, we can't stop. No. It, was, it has been a dark four years for us. Um, the darkest time and I've ever seen. I've never experienced anything this dark. For as long. No. As it's been. <laughs> no. Sometimes we go through darkness uh, for a short period of time, and we could figure it out. Right. But when it's dark for four years, day in and day out, people get so depressed. Disparity kicks in. Um, things that hopelessness kicks in. Absolutely. And you and, and when hopelessness kicks in, people, as we can see the highest number of suicide in the United States in the last four years. Uh, people just gave up. Right. right. Uh, and on top of giving up, we, we have uh, an administration that didn't do the things they need to do to combat this COVID-19. So I think the positive thing that has come out of this administration is that there was a toilet and it was filled and it had stopped up and he flushed it. And you can... Right. And the amazing part to me is the amount of people, you know, that will join together, this bully syndrome that will join together against one person or a small group of people because they can and they're just bullying. And I think that's all we felt for these last almost four years. I just feel bullied. Yes. I've never been bullied in my life into the last four years. (laughs) This This is not who... This is not how it's supposed to go. No. You know, but as we, as we go, get out of this and uh, get through this, uh, we need to grab those people that feel bullied and help them through it as well. And that's what you're doing with this podcast. I mean, the thing is, we need to talk about it. That's the thing. Because we've that's been internalizing. Because, yes. because it's hard to say these words. It's hard to say... I feel bullied. It's hard to say. And as a female, it's hard for me to say. So I know as from a male perspective, it's got to be like, you're like, I feel bullied. <laughs> you don't want to tell anybody. It's- but, and it's, it's, 
it's only towards a certain group of people uh, being bullied. Right. Uh, we as black and brown LGBTQ plus community uh, need to start wrapping our hands around each other, our arms around each other, and getting, getting this bully mentality away and just saying, we, we're going to get through this. Right. Uh, because statistics shows you when a person is bullied or a child is bullied or uh, a gay person is bullied, they turn to what? Suicide. Suicide, drugs, and any drugs. other way of medicating, self-medicating. Self-medicating themselves. Right. Because they that's bullied. And, and like we're, we're grown men and women, and we're like, wait a minute, I, that should not be happening in my life, in this time of my life. Mm-hmm. Now we got a whole new emotion. Right, and we have the, running through our blood. Absolutely, and we're set up right now to be enslaved and to walk right into yeah. it. Right. I know. And and I'll be damned if that happens. <laughs> I'm like, no. But a lot of people don't see it. They don't see it, Alfonso. They don't get it. They don't get it, you know. Oh, my gosh. When you feel like nothing, when you feel like nothing and nobody... And like you have nowhere to go. Okay, so here's an example. And you will understand this. I have freely traveled the world. I have never, ever worried about going into a bar, a restaurant, a hotel, or anything after I grew out of the 60s. Because when I was a kid, I came from Chicago visiting Memphis, and I walked my tail into the Peabody Hotel. My uncle was scared to come in there to get me. He was like, you can't be in there. Why? I'm like all ignorant. Why? (laughs) I didn't know. And so, um, you know, of course, being in the military, I traveled with the military. I didn't think about going anywhere. I got out. I lived in Florida. I lived in a white community. I I was stupid. I thought I could go anywhere. And I did. Not anymore. Now I have to give a second and a third thought about going someplace. Man, that's wrong. I'm an American citizen. I pay my taxes. I have paid my taxes. I have served my country. I should not have to be concerned about getting in the car driving down to Sedona. But now I'm thinking about I'm in the car. Sedona's a dry run from here, five hours. There's nothing out there but bushes and the cops. What would that be yeah. like if I get stopped? What would that be like if my yeah. car stalled out? Oh, man. What's it going to be like when I get ready to check into the hotel? Am I going to run into Trump country? You know, I, I got to have all those protective thoughts now. That's not living. That's not no, living. No, it's not. And <laughs> it's funny you said that because, uh, yes, Nevada is an open carry state. Uh, and the only reason I don't do it is because of respect of my spouse. Because we have got to a point in America that you fear just going to the grocery store. It's true. What's, what's going to, who's going to say something to me or my family member? Or what are they going to say? Oh, you know, that's how this person is feeling today because all you see on television and, and social media is these killings. White people are targeting minorities, are, are targeting LGBTQ plus communities like and it's just like 
okay, I'm a minority. I'm in the LGBTQ right. community. Right. I am twice as much to get in a confrontation with somebody a different color than me. Should I have my weapon on me? You're listening to Up is Higher Than Down with L.A. Walker. No, no. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Be- because you'll kill somebody. Because, <laughs> because, <laughs> because I would and kill I somebody. That's more reason why, I think that's more reason why I leave it home. And that's more reason why my spouse said, you don't need that. No, no. And I don't either. Because, see, you know, right. if you don't have it, you're going to figure out a way to walk yeah. away from it. If right. you do have it, though, all of history, there's some mm. things that people do, and there's some things the way that people talk to you and treat you right. with such a limited amount of respect, and, 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 dis- and they're so discourteous to you that all of history just is in your head. You see strange fruit, you see boots hanging, you see, you know, and it's like, you better shut up right now. I think you <laughs> shut up talking mm. to me right now. And uh, and that's just not the way. And that's the way it snowballs. So somebody has to put the guns down. Somebody has to put the guns down. Somebody has to take a deep breath to defuse situations. And two guns are not only going to create a gun battle. It's just, yeah. it, it just unfortunately, you know. I, I, no, I totally, I totally agree with you uh, with the logic behind that statement. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, this country doesn't treat black and brown Americans and see black and brown Americans the same way uh, that they see uh, white Americans carrying, open carrying a weapon protection. Right. You know, I could I walk in a subway and there's a, a white guy there with his open carry, you know. Uh, but you do it, though. Exactly. They're going to call on you. And there's they're a call. There, there's going to be a, there's that same that same person behind the counter that waited on that white man with a gun on his hip is going to call the cops on me with, with my gun on my hip because I'm black. Because right. they see our skin color as a weapon. And we just have to continue to teach the people around us to do that. That's why we have a person that's totally opposite of us that's been in our lives. Because if we had, if I had the same type of person with my mentality, we'd be walking around there with uh, two guns on each hip. So <laughs> Terry used to have to do that to me because I remember one time a situation arose and I had told her, I says, okay, well, all right, I'm going to get a gun and that's that. So she just let me steam for a day, uh-huh. you know, and then yeah. when I'm getting ready, where are you going? I'm going to the gun shop. I'm going with you. So we get right. in the car. Right. And when we get in the car, I never made it to the gun shop. She started. She diffused me. But do you feel better? Do you feel better? I mean, I know that we've all felt like we were bullied. I don't know a friend that doesn't that doesn't agree with that. Do you feel better? I I I personally feel better because it seems to be a, a new air, a, a new breath of air. Because for so long, you, it seems like we've been holding our holding our breath 
we get up in the morning and we, we think, oh my God, what is this man going to say? What is he? What is he going to tweet? What is who, who is he going to threaten? What? What group is he going to threat? Is he going to threaten the LGBTQ plus community? Is he going to threaten the black community? Is he going to threaten the uh, the religious community? What community is he going to threaten? And, and that's all he's done for the last four years while he's been in office. He hasn't, he hasn't governed. He's threatened. And he's bullied people. Because if... If you wasn't afraid of him, if people wasn't afraid of him when he did something, they would stand up against him. But a bully, and his bully was Twitter. Right. He tw- he tweeted them down to the ground, uh, and they were so uh, they were so afraid of, of what the backlash of his tweets would be, because unfortunately, our society has turned into a. Uh, a society that listens to tweets, listens to Instagram, listens to uh, Facebook before they they actually do the fact checking. Oh, there's so, no very limited fact checking. I mean, this this often limit limit limited to none. Right, right. I mean, if you, when you take education out of the system, when you take history out of the system civics out of the system of education, you start developing Americans that are uneducated about subjects as simple as as elections, as simple as government powers, as simple as voting. When you take all that out of the schools and then you got people that are tweeting or putting on Instagram or putting on Facebook, all these misinformation and just bully stuff out there just over and over and that's all you see just tweet after tweet after 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 misinformation uh on facebook and and people just get so um bombarded with that on a daily basis and that's what america has been going through for the last four years and it's it's exhausting and when i say bullied i mean this guy's has the platform, the highest platform. So they have to cover him. They have to break into whatever show you're watching, whatever you're reading, whatever you're doing, and and say, Trump did this. Trump did this. And that's all you hear for the last five years. It's not something that was encouraging, uh, uplifting. Oh, no. Not one word. Nothing. No, zero. there's no uplifting and encouragement in the last uh, four years. No. So this this hate, this constant hate, this constant just day in, day out, and it just wears you down. Yes, and the just visual wears you down. The visual of the effects of this type of rhetoric. Now watching American citizens walking around with AR-15s and other automatic weapons as though they're going to war. And with whom? This is the part I just can't, I just can't understand. Who is the enemy? Well, you know, for the last four years, Trump has told those people that anybody that is 
that doesn't look like you is the enemy. Wow. So that's why they're emboldened to walk around with AR-15s and um, guns on their sides and uh, fatigues and masks and uh, war gear and uh, vests, uh, bulletproof vests to a grocery store, to a Starbucks, to a Target. Because Trump for the last four years have told them anybody that looks look different than you, you should watch out for them. They're trying to take your rights away. Well, that's why we have those people in the streets. Because the highest guy in the, in the country, in the highest office, has, and gave them the go-ahead, gave them the permission to say, when you see somebody look different than you, you go up to them and you confront them and you tell them, get out of my country or I'm going to kill you. Well, it's coming from the top. That's why we see it in our neighborhoods, in our grocery stores, in Target, in Walmart. So they only doing, um, they only following orders. And when you tell, when somebody shoot down a group of people and Trump says it's not his fault, it is your fault because words matter. Well, even right and, now, right now, and, right now, this entire time, through this entire ending le- election process, he never, not one time, called for peace. He never encouraged peace. He never said anything that would stabilize the country. He just keeps stirring and stirring and stirring. And people can't take much more. <laughs> they, really, they really can't. And I'm very concerned about the self-imagery for young black and brown Americans at this time because it seems to me that they only have two options. One is to get up and retaliate and the other is to walk around whipped an enslaved mentality because that those are the only two options that seem to be presented. Am I wrong? No, because um, we have gotten to a point in, in, in our lives here in America that you're either for me or against me on either side. Uh, on black and brown side, if you're not for my rights or, or for equal uh, opportunities, uh, you're against me, and on the on the white side of the fence, if you if you're not uh, for me continuing of my white supremacy, you are against me. So uh, we are at a at a pivot point in our lives where uh, seventy plus million people have said, "I am for white supremacy, uh, and I want to keep it." So if you try to pass any law of equality, you're taking that white supremacy away from me. So that's where we're at. And that's what young black and brown American uh, men and women, boys and girls, they have to choose, you know, do I confront this person or do I just, as you said, feel defeated or beaten? it's all deadly. And I think it's all deadly, Alfonso. It, there's 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 really no right answer. No. Right now. No. I don't I don't have the right answer. I don't think no one really has the right answer about uh how someone should feel. Um but 
you have to stand for something or you will fall for anything. Absolutely. Um, we need an infusion of love and of positive energy. There's nothing that you can do with hate but love it away because you can't beat it away, you can't shoot it away. You know, we've seen historically you can't bomb it away. <laughs> it's just, right. you know. And so love is the only antidote we have, and we will never get that from this present leadership. And that is why they must go. We need America to begin a healing pro process. And that still begins with the truth. We still have to identify what is wrong, call it out, and then begin to heal. Because we cannot continue this way. We are a perfect target for a takeover. Well, you know, when, when people just will not accept the truth and just says, uh, oh, that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that can't be possible. Uh, we have 400 plus years of people denying the truth that's happened decade after decade after decade in those 400 years. And it's just um, gets to a point when we look at them and says, how, how long are y'all just going to turn y'all back and not understand what has happened in this country? Because if you never accept what has happened in this country, you never could accept the truth. Right, right. You so know, they have to start accepting the truth before any dialogue starts. I think that you and I are, are perfect to have this conversation because I know that both of us live a very diverse life. We have in our presence, in our working environments, in our social environments, people of all racial backgrounds, of all religious backgrounds, and, and, and even to include atheists. And so, um, fortunately, because of the visual that we have around us, we know that there's support. We know that there are people uh, across the aisle uh, be it racially, or be it religiously, be it uh, sexual orientation, that are saying, hey, you know what? We're about decency. We're about making sure that people are treated equally and that this, what's been going on um, as far as these racial divides has got to come to an end. And that's the other vote. Those are the people that voted for Biden. Those are the people that want the country right. to move forward in unity right. and in strength, right? Right, because... If you if you think about history, you think about all the other people that wasn't the same as looked like you and I, black or brown, that cared and, and that believed in the truth, that helped to get us to this point, that helped to get us to another point. Without their support, we wouldn't be here. And, and there are many people that do not look like us that that realize. Everyone needs to be treated the same. And, and then you have that other side that says, I don't want to give up my power of supremacy. Right. Um, but that coalition that continues to help uh, the uh, disenfranchised, uh, people always always going to be there to help the disenfranchised. It just, it's in our blood, it's in our spirit. No matter how much hatred is out there, uh, there is a group of people that really do care. 
And those are the people that voted. They're like, hey, I care for uh, this particular group. I care for that particular group. I don't, I don't want to see those people um, disenfranchised anymore. I want to have a country that says you have the right to be here. You have a right to do these things. You have a right to liberty, a life of liberty. You have those rights. Um, and we will, I mean, we have actually, I do believe we do have more people like that in America. And, you know, fortunately, or unfortunately, the way you, way you look at it, I, I've developed this two-thirds mentality. Um, I'm going to focus my efforts on those two-thirds of America that really is pushing for equality. There's over 300 million Americans uh, in the United States. Uh, right now, there's probably 160 million people that voted. But we still have 140 million people we could still reach out to. I, I'm looking at those people. I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking in, in their eyes and said, you, you know, it's time for you to start this campaign of equality. Already got, what is it, already uh, 75 million. Right. And we need the other, we need to focus on the other 140. Everybody always talk about uh, his, his core supporters. But what about all those other people out there that we're not focusing on, the other 140 million? You know, if we could get two-thirds of America looking uh, in the right direction, uh, overwhelmingly the other one-third will slowly start coming over to our side. And I think that whole I'm right, you're uh, wrong mentality, it, it, it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. Listen, so, those fires that are burning in California, they don't care right. about who's right or who's wrong. The, the fire's just right. coming through. The hurricanes coming in on the east, eastern shoreboard, they, 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 don't they, care. they don't care about your, your, your political stance, your partisan stance. They don't care. One thing I can say that's a, a positive negative is that Trump has been an equal opportunity bully. When you think about it, mm. he's not just bullied blacks and browns or LGBTQ. He's bullied senior citizens <laughs> with, with, yeah. with saying, I'm going to take away your Medicare. He's bullied women. By saying you don't have a right to have a choice over your own body, let's get rid of Roe versus Wade. You know, he, he has um, bullied those persons who are, are ill and have pre-existing conditions by saying, hey, we're going to take away the Affordable Care Act. So, so in a way, without realizing it, he's going to be the cause of America reuniting in a much stronger way than ever before. Mm -hmm. Because I think that all of us realize that our democracy, our democracy was as close to being lost forever for the first time in our faces. I've never seen anything like this before. And so I think all of us realize that we have to fight for our democracy and not just our uh, individual agendas. Well, you know, uh, unfortunately, America... Uh see their individual agendas to be the most important. Uh, sometimes Americans can't see uh, past that. 
so that's why it's such a divide because we all have that uh, individual agenda. Um, and until, we, like you said, until we realize we can't keep that mindset, we can't continue that mindset. We have to stop saying this is mine and it's only mine and, and I'm not going to share it. That, that mentality has to change. And I, I, I do understand what you're saying about Trump. He has awakened a lot of people who say, that's, that's not right. Exactly. That's, that's, a, that's right. all wrong. That's all wrong. It can't be right. Right. That's not right. We can't be This is not right. Uh, America, this is not right. We can't continue down this road. This is not who we are. This is not who we want to be. Uh, America makes mistakes all the time. And, and um, hopefully we will learn from these mistakes through history. But I go back to say if you take those history classes out and these civil classes out, America can't learn from those mistakes because they don't know we made those mistakes. So they are going to repeat those mistakes. So the most important thing I'm saying today is we're, we have to educate each other because we can't say, oh, you're saying that because you're stupid. No, you're saying that or you're doing that because you're uneducated about the subject. Ah, uh, yeah, that hits it right on the head. That's that's it in a core, and we are not going to be able to get up, look up, stay up at all until us and them become we. Right. We must become we. The divide is too painful. We cannot say I I throw my hands up. I I, I don't want to do this anymore. This is the, this is the road that was chosen for us. And it may not, it, it, yes, it's a bumpy road, and it may, it may not smooth out in my lifetime. But I know, my optimism knows that it will smooth out. If we put in the work. You gotta put in the work. Put in the work. And, and I think part of putting in the work is talking, talking about these issues. People don't like to talk about this one. I know it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. But this is an issue, but we have to talk about it. We do. And you can't look up, get up, and stay up if you don't talk about it. Because you have to realize what's threatening you from having that great day. What's threatening right. you from having money in the bank? What's keeping right. you from paying your rent? How come you can't right. have a successful relationship? Why do you feel intimidated when you go to the grocery store? You know, you can't you cannot get past those things if you don't talk about them. So that's what I'm doing. Thank you for it though. Thank I you. do thank you for this. Well, you know what, my sweet? I thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and your time. You're it's welcome. always a pleasure. And uh, we will do our part to first look up and get up and stay up ourselves and and, and yes. to share anything that we can with others that will help them do the same. Thank you very much. You're welcome, baby. Have a wonderful day, okay? You too. Listen to Up is Higher Than Down with L.A. Walker to follow up, make comments, discuss today's podcast, or find out how you can become a guest and share your victory over a negative life event. Follow L.A. Walker, Up is Higher Than Down, on Facebook. Look up, get up, stay up. Remember, any part of Up 
is Higher Than Down. 